Yo, what's going on? You are listening to Bar Down Breakdown. This is episode number 69. We got our, our homie in out of time, but real quick, you are talking to two dudes that run your number 23 hockey podcast. Mikey. And we're not talking let's get about to like bragging, buddy. We're not talking about like number 23 in Deer Park. We're talking about number 23 in the entire country. And I know that these podcast charts are constantly changing and you know, by the time this episode is dropped, like we, we might not be in that same position, but the fact that we got into the top 25, not on a podcast network, not like from the athletic or NBC sports or, you know, any of those major podcast networks. Like we did this all independent DIY punk rock as hell and you know it, it just it, it means so much to me and you and like i i really didn't think that that would ever happen but you know it, it really just goes to show it's some hard work and, and sticking to it you know things things do happen yep and i mean it, it you know obviously we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up all of our, our awesome listeners and followers. I mean, it's because of you guys that, you know, we were able to achieve this, you know, obviously it's, uh, you know, because of you guys listening and tuning in because of your feedback and all of the um, recommendations we get from you guys and all of the interactions we have, you know, that we're able to do this. So, you know, that number 23, it means a lot to me and Mikey, but it's, you know, we, we couldn't have got there without you guys tuning in and listening. And, uh, you know, obviously our last episode uh, that we had with, uh, you know, Hammer violent gentleman uh you know i mean violent gentleman is a is a is a humongous presence in the you know the hockey and alternative world so you know getting to talk to to him has really you know kind of broadened our horizons with our listeners so we hope that if you're coming back you know for this episode uh, you know after uh, listening to us chat with hammer that you really do enjoy what we're doing and uh, we hope you come back for every episode you know coming up and that's the really important thing so we appreciate all you guys out there helping us get to uh, that spot where we're at. And, uh, you know, obviously we'll we'll do our best to keep you engaged in, and enjoying what we're doing. Uh, but, you know, a lot of stuff to talk about other than, uh, you know, us sitting here humble bragging. Uh, obviously, we've got, a, you know, a lot of hockey news. Uh, we'll start first with a uh, cool little thing. So the NHL, uh, you know, posted the schedules for the exhibition games that are happening on the 28th through the 30th of this month. And uh, kind of surprising, or maybe it's not surprising, you know, we'll let you guys kind of tell us what you think, but of every single game, every single one is, is a rivalry. I mean, you've got Isles Rangers, you've got uh, Bruins Blue Jackets, you've got, you know, Pittsburgh and Philly, you've got, you know, your Tampa Bay and Florida, your Florida rivalry, you've got uh, the Canadians and the Habs, you've got the Blues and the Blackhawks. I mean, pretty much every single game in this exhibition lineup is really built to get people tuning in and watching. So, Dude, uh, so you know, the Canadians are that? just so good that they're playing themselves. 
<laughs> you said no, the, you said the Canadians and the Habs. <laughs> oh, I'm, I should have said the, the Leafs and the Habs. My bad. But I mean, if they want to play each other, they can. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, get maybe get like Guy Carboneau back. You know. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm super amped. Like that is the dopest exhibition schedule I've ever seen, and. You know, preseason hockey when like it takes place in September is it is what it is. Like every once in a while, like if I'm bored or, you know, we're not going out that night or whatever it may be, like I'll watch one of those games. And half the time I'm just like, who the hell is that? Like you don't really even recognize who's on the roster because they're not yeah. even like, oh, it's some of the Bridgeport guys. Like, they have, like, tra training camp invites that play in those preseason games, and the quality of, the ho of hockey goes way down, obviously. And a lot of times there's guys that are just, like, out there being goons, trying to make the roster, or, like, even just trying to, to fight their way onto the Bridgeport roster. And it, it, it's, it's not the same quality of hockey. But with these exhibition games... This is going to be all the cream of the crop. Like, this is going to be your normal NHL roster. And yep. the fact that they are playing rivals and, like, it's like their, their last, like, you know, let's work out these kinks before the playoffs happen. These games are going to be competitive and they're going to be yep. worth watching. And since the NHL, like, you know, kudos to the NHL really took time in figuring out which matchups would work, people are going to tune in. Like, Islanders and Rangers, people are tuning in no matter what. Absolutely, yep. And I agree with that, yeah. And then, like like you mentioned, you know, Habs, Maple Leafs. You know, maybe normally I wouldn't watch uh, Montreal Canadiens, you know, exhibition game, but you have them playing the Maple Leafs, I'm going to watch it now. And... I think that's huge, huge, huge for the NHL. And then the fact that it is literally all day and all night, I already told yeah. my wife, like, yeah, I'll see you on the 31st because <laughs> I'm going to be locked to the TV. Well, fingers crossed that these games are on TV. Yeah. But if they are, locked to the TV all day and all night. Yeah, and, and it's going to, I mean, I'm sure... I have to imagine these games will be televised in some capacity. I mean, you know, whether they're all going to be on the NHL network or, or maybe they'll be kind of, you know, sporadic through, um, you, know, uh, you know, whether it's like like NBC Sports Network or whoever's going to have them. I got to imagine they'll be on TV. Um, well, you got to I mean, figure that like the broadcasters need to warm up, too. Oh, yeah. Because they, they, they've been off, too. too. You also got to figure too. I mean, like, you know, I'm sure there are networks that are that are probably like clamoring for this stuff because, I mean, you're, you're talking, you know, professional sports being back on TV. Like, why wouldn't you televise this? I mean, you'll probably you're probably going to get, you know, a tremendous ratings jump, you know, without, you know, professional sports or at least the big four, you know, being off TV since March. You know, so uh, you know, fingers crossed that these games are, are televised. But you know, they're they're looking good, man, and uh, it's going to be great to see. You know, guys getting back on the ice and, uh, and uh, you know, really looking forward to it. Um, another cool thing, obviously, uh, you know, going on, you know, we always talk about not being an Islanders podcast, but, you know, we'd have to really mention it <coughs> that, um, 
you know, our goalie prospect, you know, widely thought to be one of the best goalies in hockey. Uh, you know, the Islanders finally, after a, a long journey and, uh, you know, a lot of back and forth about, you know, will he ever come over or, or is he, uh, you know, actually going to sign Sorokin sign with the Islanders. Now, obviously, you know, we, we, you know, we just signed something kind of to get him through. We don't really think he's going to end up playing this season. And, uh, you know, next season he'll be an RFA. So we'll have an opportunity. No, dude. To... So I don't, you're always working, there... man, that you don't even know what I guess happened. So no, I, I don't. Yeah. So they signed him to, you know, the remainder of this season. Yeah. Which basically is just like a formality. Correct. And it's him on his entry level deal. He will not be able to play in any of these playoff games. Yeah. But he is allowed to report to North America and part- participate in the training camp and also travel with the team. So okay. he is going to get like his ta- like first taste of being a professional hockey player in North America. And okay. that's cool. Like kind of just to get his feet on the ground and like maybe conduct a few interviews and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and maybe he even like plays a period during one of the exhibition games. Like, okay. Who knows? However, but, mm-hmm. then the very next day he signed an extension, a one year extension. Oh, I is, didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, which is good for the the next season, the season that will start in December. Got it. Okay. And so that, you know, it, it was, it was, it was a fair, a fair signing. Like he gets a $1 million signing dollar, uh, $1 million signing bonus. And then a 1 million like contract. So essentially a 2 million deal. Only one of them, one, 1 million goes on the cap. Got it. Okay. And that, that, does it seem like awful for what you know you just said like oh this could be one of the best goalies in the league mm-hmm. but like we've said on previous episodes it just comes at a really really tough time because yep. now the islanders have like eight million dollars to sign Pulak, Taze, and barzell which that's like let's just do some hypotheticals all right yeah. so mm-hmm. like Pulak and Taze are, I would say, in the two million to at least like three and a half to four million range. Like that, they're that caliber of defenseman, and they're young, and yep. they're huge components, like of our young defensive core. And you know, let's say they they both sign three million deals, which are fair. You know, three yeah. million, you know, five years, whatever. That's six million gone. Barzell's not signing for two million. Like, of course not. Yeah. And and let's say they each sign a deal for two million. So that's four million. Barzell's not signing for four million. So like, so where is that money coming from? Exactly, and that's the and that's the whole idea is that you know either you know and and you know forgive me for not knowing a tremendous amount about you know how to how to gain cap space, but I mean. You figure either the Islanders are gonna are gonna have to try to, you know, dump some some unfavorable contracts and get some more more money, or you got to prioritize signing Barzil because I mean he really is your your superstar, and if that means you know either you know Taze or, or Pulak walking, you know I it, 
sucks to say, but I mean, like, what's the more important piece of the puzzle? You know, obviously, could the Islanders, you know, build and try to find another superstar potentially? Maybe. I mean, you know, we, we really lucked out when we lost JT that, you know, Barzy kind of stepped up and became the guy. But is that really something you're trying to do again? And I mean, dude, I don't know, even want to think about us not signing all three. Like, that's not the hypothetical I'm going with. Like, all I mean, three but, of those guys need to be signed. What else do you do? I mean, like, you know, who who else do you try to? I, I think you got to be, you know, focusing on trying to move either Letty or Boychuk. You know, they're coming yeah. t- towards the end of that, like, long contract that we signed them on. Yep, yep. And, you know, Boychuk probably doesn't have that much left in the tank, but mm-hmm. he's a veteran. He has, you know, t- you know, won a Stanley Cup, and yep. he he definitely is kind of one of those glue guys in the locker room. Sure. That I, I think there is still some value for him. I think the Islanders would still have to eat a little bit of that money if they did trade him. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think Lou Lamorello is praying that Andrew Ladd has like the best playoff in hockey history. It <laughs> just yep. like scores yep. like 50 yeah. goals in the playoffs. And then like teams come like it's, knocking down the door for Andrew Ladd, but I get some value out of him for sure. I, 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 I'll keep my fingers crossed on that one, but you know, th- there's gotta be something done. And, not signing those three is not the road I want to go down because, you know, they're they're huge components sure. of of our team and our young like new core of the Islanders. Like that's what you want. Like you want to see a banner of Ryan Pulak when you go into Belmont. Like of course that's going to be like our, you know, assistant captain for the defensive core. Like that's where this team's going. So like you yep. can't lose any any of those guys. There and you, and yep, you hope you hope that we don't. And uh, you know, like I said, I'll I'll keep my fingers crossed for uh for a, a loose style miracle. But uh, I don't know about you, man. But like I really wish that I could jump into a DeLorean, and go back <laughs> in time, and just not have signed Andrew Ladd. Like that's what I would have loved. And speaking of DeLoreans. See, I'm so good at transitioning. Like, you should just pay me for transitions like this. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm so slick. You, you are. And, and I wish I was a back to back to the future fan, so that like I would have oh. even known that that was a reference. But kudos terrible, to you. Terrible, man. You got a, you, you, you got homework, man. You got, you got three different homeworks, and it's Back to the Future one, two, and three. But anyways, uh, yep. Speaking of DeLoreans. Let's go right into our interview. We've got um, our boy Mike from Out of Time. Out of Time are an awesome up-and-coming uh, Orlando pop-punk band. Uh, they're fantastic. Uh, total, total, like, mid-2000s Newfound Glory vibes, which, you know, me and Mikey can't get enough of. Mike is such an awesome dude. He's so, so great, so nice. It was such a blast to have him on. Um, our interview is just fantastic. I mean, we get a little bit off the rails in it. We we talk about some wild stuff, but you know, that's what we do. So let's get right into it. We got Mike from out of time. I hope you enjoy and we'll see you on the other side.
Welcome back, race fans. It's Cavalcade Sports Time again here at the Jamboree home of the hits. That's uh, Glassjaw, if you're dumb and you didn't realize it. But nah, we're here with the main man, Mike, from Out of Time, Orlando, Florida extraordinaire. We're so pumped to have you, Mike. What's going on, bud? Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. We're, we're, glad, that, uh, we're glad that you took the time out of your day to come on. Uh, for you guys that didn't know, uh, Mike is currently recording uh, in a closet. He did tell me that. Uh, and uh, so the, the crisp clarity that you hear uh, is due to the closet. This is something about Florida closets that you guys might not know about. They're fantastic for, um, for vocal clarity. So now you know a fun thing about Florida. It's also a disgusting, uh, terrible swamp. So now you know another thing about Florida. Um, but no, seriously, uh, it's super awesome to have you on, man. Um, both Mikey and I uh, had just kind of really stumbled upon out of time and you guys are fantastic. So, um, thank you, man. Uh, you're very welcome. And, uh, you know, it's great to, uh, you know, have you on. We'll, we'll chat a little bit about hockey with you, but, um, let's just kind of dive right into it. So first and foremost, um, I know this isn't like your first foray into, you know, being in a band and, you know, being part of, uh, you know, the scene and stuff. So. Um, just give us a little bit of a snapshot, like, you know, kind of how did you start, um, you know, with this music and, you know, kind of build and all the all the stuff you've done that led you to out of time? Well, like I've uh, I've been very fortunate to play with a lot of like awesome friends, wonderful musicians, um, you know, starting. I, I think I'll really jump in with um, I was in a band called Such Is Life about 10 years ago. Um, in uh, Maryland with uh, some of my homies and um, you know we did like full U.S. tours all that all that jazz and uh, after that some of us started another band called Like You To Me that's a set your goals reference wonderful band awesome Um, and uh, we we had a lot of fun with that I got to write a write a lot of cool songs with a lot of uh, a lot of close friends and um, uh, then my uh, my now wife and I uh, you know we we wanted to move to Florida, you know, we were getting married, we wanted to start something new and, um, we moved down here and I, I figured, you know, let me, let me take a chance and throw something on Craigslist with like a band camp link. And I got hit up by three members of the same band in one day. Huh. And, um, they were all like, Hey, do you want to come try out? Like come try out. And then, um, my now like best friend, Justin, uh, who's a guitarist at a time was like, I don't care if it's this band. Or if you and I start a new band, I want to be in a band with you. And I was like, bet this is the guy I got to, this is, this is the relationship I got to build. And, um, you know, the rest led us to where we are now. Like we formed a friendship over like, you know, my wife and I got home from our honeymoon and I threw this ad up and him and I had, um, we formed this friendship really quick. And it was like based on our love for like the music we grew up with and hockey, you know? Awesome. People wouldn't know it. I mean, but like mm-hmm. hockey is huge in Central Florida. I didn't know it. Like, I thought it was gonna come down here and like you know rocket a net. But like, I mean, I like I still think I do a decent job. But I I was pleasantly surprised. Central Florida, it's hockey's legit down here. Yeah, and it's like um you know obviously I'm I'm still you know I, I moved here about two years ago, so I'm still kind of new to everything. But um you know obviously I stumbled upon the Solar Bears. You know obviously the ECHL team that play in. Uh, in Amway, which is where, um, you know, the Orlando magic play. And at first I was just like, oh, it's the, you know, ECHL, like, you know what, you know, it's, 
Dude, I think it's even lower than that. Isn't it the the, the Southern Pacific Hockey League? Not uh, originally, it, I believe it was, and I, I don't quote me on that, but they are ECHL now. Okay, um, okay, all right. So but like they, the crazy thing about it is like. I didn't really think anything of it, and, I, and I'll, I'll be completely transparent. I've still never had the opportunity to get to a Solar Bears game, but Where um, go? that's going to change, absolutely. Go. But, dude, like, I was completely floored by, like, how many people are, like, really into the Solar Bears. Like, it, like I, I just figured, like, oh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, using my like reference of, uh, you know, going to see the sound tigers, you know, obviously being the, the AHL affiliate for the Islanders. I'm like, no one really cares about the sound tigers, you know, but the solar bears, man, people are like all about it. And I guess it's probably because like, realistically, you know, you've got to go all the way West. You know, if you're going to be a Bolts fan, um, you got to go way South. If you want to be a Panthers fan and, you know, people that don't want to make that trip that are still hockey fans are like, cool. I, you know, 10, 15 minutes away. I can, I can watch this team. That's good. You know, and it's a good team. So it's super cool, man. So that that really um, that really kind of got me stoked about it because I really didn't think much of it until like I saw how many people are, are really into them. It's it's super cool. Yeah, dude, it's it's a lot of fun, and like the games are a blast. Um, you know, the players are really cool. Even my my beer league team, like a couple times a year, we get to play at Amway, um, and then watch the game after. And like it's it's just crazy to see like the crowd that that place draws. Because if you've never been to Amway, that is a heck of a staircase to go, like, from the first level walking down. And that oh, lower yeah. bowl mm-hmm. is, like, mostly full. Uh-huh. Do they, do they at least, like, black out the, the upper sections? Yeah. They, right. they black out the very top, but that's it. Like, club and below is open. All right. Yeah, because I remember going to, like, when the Charlotte Checkers first, like, started playing. um here in Charlotte, they played where the Charlotte Hornets play and they mm-hmm. didn't do that. Like the up the upper deck, like you would just see like 10 people scattered throughout and oh. it, it just it's not a good look. And it, it's it, nah. it just like especially the players who feed off energy like there was no energy in the building at all. So uh, I'm glad they do that because I, I'm a huge supporter of minor league hockey and that's kind of like when when I came to your page and I saw those out of time solar bear jerseys, I was like, holy cow, getting them on the pod like instantly <laughs> you you had me sold, man. So tell us tell us about that, because I, I know you mentioned the one guy in your band who was a hockey fan. Like, how did you convince the rest of the guys to pull that off? So, like. We're we're all very big hockey fans. I'm I'm the only one that that uh like really actively plays puck on uh in at a time, but uh yeah, like I mean we're all we're all very big fans and like I mean of course the Solar Bears are a fun team and we're just like man it'll be we we always love the old like old school band ripoffs um that you that you used to see and like I just I thought that was always like the coolest merch and I was like guys why don't we like make jerseys. And then we kind of, I mean, I, I personally really, really like the Blackhawks Winter Classic sweaters from a couple of years ago. And um, I was like, dude, I feel like if we did like our own just black and white version of like the Solar Bears logo, like that'd be dope. And I had a friend of mine that uh, does graphic designing. He whipped it up for us and threw it on the sweater. And we we're like, dude, this is it. It was, it was just so clean. And, you know, it was, it, 
it, it was it was really easy to convince everybody. We actually have a T-shirt of that. Um, I think I'm just patiently waiting for that cease and assist to come in the mail. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, we got we we have like a few T-shirts left of that, and um, you know it it's I think it's a cool logo. Uh, everybody around O-Town knows what it is. Um, they see it and like, oh, dude, like even if they don't know our band, like if they like stumble into a show at like Soundbar Will's Pub, it's like, oh, oh, sick, dude. I don't know you guys, but that shirt's dope. Let me buy that. There you go. And that, and that's the that's the great thing, man. It's like we ended up uh, chatting with a couple of people um, that have done their own, you know, kind of spins on on hockey merch. Um, and one of my favorites, and I, I always bring it up just because it's like one that sticks in my memory. Um, Misery Signals had done like an Edmonton Oilers shirt. Yeah, that was just like so so good. And I mean, all, all it was just simple. It was literally just the Oilers logo, just with like Misery Signals in there instead of the Oilers. But I remember like seeing them, and I was just like, "Yo, this is like it." And then all of a sudden, they started popping up everywhere. Like you've got some of the four year stuff that have that kind of their own like Bruin style logo. Yeah. Um, you know, our, our boys in Straight from the Path who are from back home. They're all Rangers fans sucks but it is what it is they've got a <laughs> bunch of uh like like rangers merch that they've done and there were like a couple of local bands that did um i don't know mikey do you remember that band bellwether you remember them not ringing a bell yeah it was um it was uh <laughs> and i'm not so i'm not a punsman or whatever you want to call it a wordsman <laughs> of words a wordsmith no they're um <laughs> it's a um, my buddy, uh, my buddy Desmond, who's awesome, was uh, the lead vocalist of the band. A couple of other guys were in the band, I think. Um, my buddy Builder. But anyways, they had a Fisherman logo um, Bellwether shirt, which was totally awesome because there were a bunch of Islander fans in that band. So, But yeah. I, love, I love that, um, you know, that whole idea of alternative merch because, like, we talked about it time and time again, but, like, like NHL-approved like, hockey merch is just so lame. You know, it's oh, just yeah. like, it's just like being an Islander fan. It's like, oh, let me go on the, you know, Islander shop and see what I can get. Oh, cool. Royal blue shirt. Islanders logo right in the chest. That's it. Okay. Uh, anything else you got? Nah. Okay. And how much are you going to charge me for it? 35 bucks. It's like, get the fuck out of here. So it's oh, awesome that, you know, like, like you guys are out there, you know, doing like these kind of, you know, these, these limited run sort of, you know, hockey inspired shirts. It just keeps the it keeps the, the trend flowing and, and we love it. We really do. Heck yeah, man, dude, there's a really cool company called coast to coast hockey. I think they're out of Pittsburgh. Okay. Do, I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but they, they do a lot of cool stuff like that. Like they have uh they actually have an Oilers one. Um, they have a cool, like really cool whalers one, um, which is just like, it just says the whale logo, but the like whale tail is still, in my opinion, the best logo of all time. Oh yeah. Um, but they have, they have they have so much cool stuff, and I think it's really cool to see things like that because we are a passionate bunch. Like not just people that have played the sport, but people that live and breathe the sport as fans. Like we we love this sport so much too. Like when we see each other in public, we're like, Did "That dude just say hockey," and then <laughs> you know the conversation starts. And I, I know I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but like <laughs> you guys get it. Dude, oh, I get I, it. I, I just I just, I just got to let you know. I just popped onto this. Uh, coast to coast website they've got they've got some cool shit man uh they got this one uh it looks like they've got some stuff that says like keep like keep hipsters out of hockey yeah and um <laughs> they got this one that's like a paps blue ribbon um like knockoff which is awesome they got some black flag stuff which is super cool but uh they also have a <laughs> this bad Batman shirt that's like a uh 
the it, bad it must religion be, rip. Like a bad religion rip? Oh, man. Here's to hoping. Here's to hoping. Hold on. All right. Everyone listen as Tom fills up his online cart. What are you doing? <laughs> dude, I had to check. I just had to check to see, dude. It, it's great shirt. But anyways, yeah. No, I love that kind of stuff, man. All that that alternative kind of stuff is... is uh, is awesome, man. So I appreciate you you putting me on to them. I, I got to check them out. So uh, another question. Uh, I mean, it's got nothing to do with with hockey, but it has everything to do with your band name. Um, so are all of you guys like legitimately Back to the Future fans? In every sense of that term, yes. Okay, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, because like you know, if you weren't, I'd be like, well, I don't know if you're like allowed to have this as a name, but I'd agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> No, but that's, that's awesome, man. I, um, you know, that I, I just had to ask you that. Cause I, I mean, obviously as soon as I, I heard it, I was like, Oh, that's a sweet reference. But, um, you know, I just had to, had to know, I had to needle it in there and be like, is everyone on board with Michael J. Fox? I hope so. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, man. Love it. Now, Mike, we, we know that you guys started on Craigslist like hockey and back to the future, but what else can you tell us about at a time? <laughs> because we're, we're like 20 minutes in and people are like what kind of music do they make like am i gonna like um, this band uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault it's mostly my fault but I, I don't really care it's fine dude i this we would be here for hours if i was talking man um <laughs> i i grew up on drive through records and oh yeah like newfound glory is and always will be my favorite band of all time um but not just them i mean like you got census failed movie life like and we all grew up on that like mm-hmm. all of us like love those fun catchy bouncy riffs like fun hooks like catchy hooks that had like a lot more heart in it and no disrespect to like anything that's out there today because like there's so many bands out there and so so much like just really quality music but to to me and i, I i'm sure we're not alone like there's a bunch of us that are like god damn it 30 plus now saying that out loud sucks uh like oh i embrace it, it. i'm the old guy dude, i'm I'm cool with oh, it oh us too so like we all grew up on like the drive through records pop punk like we all grew up on those fun riffs like and not just drive through i mean like i mean dude like those first three saves a day records like like all of us all right were, I'll, I'll just sign out right now you guys could just do this together because you and tom are like you guys should get married Saves the Day is my favorite band, all-time favorite band. But Saves the Day is one of those bands, like a lot of these bands that we grew up listening to, that like had the capability to evolve. You know, what I mean, so yeah. you listen to like Stay What You Are, right? And then you go and listen to In Reverie, and they're like two different bands. So I think that's the lasting power of of the music that we grew up with is some of it evolved it over us. time. Yeah, not exactly. to interrupt, but yeah. No, like, exactly, I, man. That's the way. It's like, I mean, like our drummer, Ryan and I, um, we were in that band I said before, Such Is Life. Like yeah. when we were, when we were doing our full U.S. tour, we were like, we would cover You Vandal. And like, nice. we'd be like, yo, we're like, where's all our old, like OG pop punk kids at? And then like, it ended up being five people, the new You <laughs> Vandal piling on each other. Yeah. But we were just like, it was like, cool, man. That's our like, this is like, that's what we came for, you know, like yeah. it. It was like that that band meant a lot to us and like just the songwriting, the structuring, like all of us grew up with that and we noticed each other playing these like as we're playing together and like we're we're those group that group of misfits that like 
still like live and breathe that shit because we you know that's fun that's what spoke to us when like nothing else did oh for sure man like that that drive through dvd you know oh. that came out in 2002 or 2003 like pretty much i was like oh they're on the drive through dvd i'm going to go buy their cd like that yeah. that was the the peak of of pop punk for me and you know anyone that listens to bar down breakdown knows that i'm the pop punk guy and tom's more into like literally everything so <laughs> so like you know pop punk is you know even to this day you know the genre music that i go to at any given time like if i'm in a rut or if i'm in a crappy mood or if i'm happy like i'm gonna put pop punk on and it was just so such a huge part of my my you know high school years that it's hard that like now i'm an old guy and i'm still listening to you know newfound glories and you know something corporate or andrew mcmahon and like it's Nothing just wrong with that yeah <laughs> it, it is etched in my soul and you know I, I and even the new you know the newer pop punk i'm all for it man so you know that that's why when i came across out of time i i was super pumped because it, it like you'll listen to a few of your tracks and you're like oh that sounds like the music i listened to in high school and i love it hell yeah thank you man so you guys have you put out a full length yet? I'm we have an EP out. EP. Um, we are 50% done tracking a full length record uh, with Dylan at close quarters recording. Um, we're, you know, we're trying to make sure we take, you know, this is a, just a crazy time. So we want, don't want to stay stagnant. Um, we got members in, you know, we have our guitarist lives in Virginia. Our we have a dr our drummer lives in Maryland, and three of us are here in Central Florida. And you know, we're just trying to let technology, you know, do its thing with us. Like we're making sure we write a lot. Um, we're of course like you know doing the social distancing and but like still tracking and making sure that we don't just sit. Like let's use this time to create. Absolutely. And we're all just like, I mean, it's it's a fun group of, of people to be with. Like I like I said at the start of this, I've been very lucky to play with great people and wonderful musicians. And like it like all this group of dudes, so it just actually like nothing it's anything I've been in before, but like it feels right. Like we're all super I like kind of daddish. Like, I mean, a couple of our members have kids, like most of us are married. And actually, only one of us isn't married, but they're technically married. But like, we we describe ourselves kind of like um, like the U.S. curling, the men's curling team that won the uh, gold medal a couple of years back. I'm like, that's us. Like, everybody was comparing them to just a random group of dads that just went on a <laughs> vacation together, inadvertently ended up competing in the Olympics in curling and won gold. I'm like, dude, that's us. Like, <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> It's, it, I'm just I'm lucky, man. Like I I I I love being the front man of this band, but um, I I also know that you know my voice is my instrument, and I'm I'm very lucky to be in a band with uh, four wonderful, like not just people in a band, like just wonderful friends. So let's let's just talk real quick, just because uh, you know it's always fun to ask um, front men, what do you do with your hands? Like, I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. Um, I, 
I always, you, I, I'm sure you know the band Transit, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, me and my buddies used to used to always make fun of this thing that Joe, you know, the vocalist of Transit, would do, and we used to call it bird hands because like he would just do these so, so these weird things with his hands, and like he would like do like arm stretches and he would like do wingspan shit, and I'd be like. What are like like what do you do as a as a vocalist? Like you got these two hands that just kind of sit there. So I feel like you could do like the cool story so far thing and just like constantly hold the mic stand and like be super cool and like nonchalant about it and not Otherwise, face like, the crowd. Got, well, no, he got better with that. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give Parker that. But so but it's just like I always like to ask like what the hell do you do with your hands? Like do you just like pop them in your pockets like? one of my favorite wrestlers orange cassidy or do you just like you know like, <laughs> like what the hell do you do well i'll uh i'll share a fun tidbit my wife is right in front of me dying her hair like losing her shit listening to like your joe story <laughs> there so thank you for that yeah because um, you could definitely hear tom acting it out and like you definitely were doing bird hands i could hear it i felt like i was there <laughs> bro i dude anytime i could do bird hands i'm gonna do bird hands Hey man, show me spirit fingers. We're Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, being like a being a frontman, as far as um like um your input with uh the band in terms of, like writing music and stuff. So like, are you? Would you say that like in terms of like coming up with like riff and structure and stuff? Like you're right in there in the mix, or are you predominantly just like okay, like you guys write these like you know these awesome tunes and stuff, and just like hand it over to me. I'll do all the vocal melodies and do all the vocals. Like how, do, how does your songwriting process work? So we, um, well, similar to kind of like, I mean, to answer your other question about like, what do I do with my hands? Like <laughs> I, I spend 50 to 75% of our set in the air. I'm all about posi jumps. Sweet. Love um, posi jumps. Love it. All, all day. Um, aside from that, I catch myself holding the cord too much with my other hand. Cause I don't know what to do with my other hand. So <laughs> the jury's out. Um, songwriting it's it's really fun it's very versatile um like we could go with like you know our one of our members like writes a full song and says hey check this out and then it doesn't have vocals and i'll write vocal melodies and that could change like things here and there or i could just be i could just say hey i, I wrote these lyrics with this melody here's this and then we can build off of that and write a song around that. Um, or like the one, one riff I actually can claim is our, our song. Can you not? I, I wrote that riff. That was the first song we wrote. And I just wrote that like intro riff Sick. and our guitarist, Justin just ran with it and, and just killed it. So to kind of just uh, piggyback off of that. So, um, you know, obviously like your, your songwriting process, it seems like everyone is, is super involved. So, um, you know, I know you guys said you're about 50% done, you know, tracking, uh, uh, you know, your upcoming full length. So, um, for the recording process, you know, how have you guys kind of been able to transition from like, okay, like we wrote these songs and now we're going to bring them into studio and like really polish them up. Like, does the band specifically have like one, like a guy that's like the, the like drill sergeant that's like, no, no, this, this, like, this can be better. Let's do it again. Or are you guys kind of like one take, we got it. Let's move on to the next one. Like, you know, how is that process for you guys? We keep each other honest. Um, we try to keep our, hold ourselves like in a respectful, respectable way. Like if I'm tracking vocals and I don't like something that I did, I'm like, let me do it again. Cause I want to do it better. Yeah. Um, 
I'm more about getting best takes. Like, oh, okay. whatever, how long I have to be in there. I, I don't want to have the have the computer do the work. And I don't I don't want to sound like super punk rock there, but that's just me wanting to be real and honest about it. You know, there was a Absolutely. time when I was a kid and I didn't think I'd hear my voice recorded. So now that I have that opportunity, I want to make sure that I make the most of it. And, you know, our members the same way, like we are, I'll, I'll say our bassist Nick is one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. He, the way that he can just construct a song and like, still push us all to be better and still push himself to be better. It's inspiring. And just the fact that we have five dudes that can be like, Oh dude, I know I can do better. Let me retract that with us really not having to say that to each other is like, it's fun. And I think it makes such a fun environment and it's like the most fun I've ever had recording. We yeah, all think it's like, we're just, we all mesh really well, but we're also, I mean, like we're, we're super nerdy. Like, and, just so damn lame at times but i wouldn't have my life any other way like dude we, like we're talking about dudes that'll laugh at farts louder than any four-year-old kid you've ever met and we are up to the task if we want to <laughs> i don't know mikey mikey could tell you about a, a four-year-old kid that that really loves fart and poop right <laughs> that sounded so bad Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but a few episodes ago i was uh talking about the 4th of July and uh, you know I, my my brother and sister-in-law came over with their kids and like my nephew's 4 now and like he, like pretty much exactly what you said he is at that age where he just like loves talking about farting and pooping and peeing like <laughs> just a typical 4 4 year old but Mikey as a 32 year old 33 how old are you man are you my age 33 yeah, Tom, we graduated high school together. We've known each other for like 20 oh, yeah. years. Like, yeah, we, awesome. we are at the Oops. same age. I don't know. Uh, but Mikey, as a 33-year-old, I just wanted to interject, is also as much of a fan uh, of fart and poop jokes as his four-year-old nephew. So it works out really well. It does. Oh, yeah. Well, we're in good company, I guess. <laughs> Always. Now, Mike. Go ahead and tell me about your single, Automize, because, you know, we didn't have this when we were younger, but, like, I can go in, into, you know, Spotify and, like, see data that, like, fans never had access to before. And your song, Automize, is just, like, killing it right now. So, like, tell me, I, I guess, about your single, because, like, when you listen to it, it gives you like 2003 newfound glory vibes like I, I know you already mentioned that you were a huge newfound glory fan but like i had to show it to my wife and i was like who do you think this is and she thought it was newfound glory damn so like i don't know if i have words <laughs> for that but thank you yeah absolutely so like what what has been like the the trajectory for that song you're a single i know you guys did the video and like what 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 kind of has helped you guys get those huge numbers we so when we put the when we shot the video like we shot that actually in june of 2019 and really sat on it until we actually put it out in september um we just honestly we just grinded and like went and started hitting up playlists on spotify and like hey can like listen to a song if you guys dig it can you add it to your playlist so like we have members 
of our band that were just hitting up these playlists. Like I can tell you, like I, if I ever found out that anything was ever paid for, I probably would leave the band, but I know that all five of us were bugging the shit out of so many playlists for like up until now still we're like, yo, like, Hey, check out this song. Can you put it on your playlist? Like we're individually messaging these playlists and asking to be added. And also, you know, still trying to push the song on our personal social medias. Just really get it out there. So you know, like old we school D- song. DIY. Yeah, like, I mean, even, I mean, that's how we've always done it. Like all of us, even like our drummer and I, I remember our first, our first band we were in, we, I remember every day we would, no joke, sit in his basement in Southern Maryland and we would, sit on our laptops and send like 300 emails a night to try to book a tour. And we would get maybe two to three responses ever. So like, that's how we've always done it. And we just knew how to grind it out. And it's the most wild part is like, like I said, we used to get three replies and now we're getting added to like every playlist that we, you know, ask like to send a song to like, we're all individually doing the legwork. And it's it just shows it's cool to see that we have five people that really care about um, of the, like care about the song and actually believe in it enough to be like, hey, here's our here's our product. If you like it, if you could share it, that'd be awesome. Like it, it's just weird to see how it's changed in the span of like a decade. Oh, absolutely. And and you could tell the guys in the band they don't have to email me. I'm automatically going to add you guys to. <laughs> our former guest playlist so save oh, you an word. email thank you <laughs> hell yeah we'll make sure we uh share that up on our page and everything absolutely so we'll, we'll come back to some more out of time uh in a little bit i i do want to mix in some hockey so you i'm ready you mentioned you are from maryland but you live in central florida so the burning question is are you a Caps fan or are you a Panther or a Lightning fan? 100% a Washington Capitals fan. All right. All right. Fuck Tom Wilson. <laughs> Just wanted to get that out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was, I had, I've had high hopes for him since we drafted him because I watched him play juniors. And uh, I, 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 as much as I love Adam Oates, I think that he all love Tom Wilson. I think that you're doing great now, and I'm glad you started producing like you did when you were playing juniors. But God, he was a goon, and I it made it so hard to be friends with some of my fellow Caps fans because I'm like, dude, this isn't everything the game's about. Like a lot of these are questionable. I've played the sport my whole life. My mom put me on skates when I was a toddler. Like at the like, we really don't want to be teaching kids that because when our, we want our sport to grow, we don't want it to be. We, I mean, like it's, it's. I think the as with you guys, I'm sure if you played puck growing up, the dumbest question you could ask as a hockey player is, "Do you get in fights?" And it's like, that's not what the sport's about. But I mean, when you see somebody acting like that way, or like Reeves, fun fact: Reeves actually played for the Solar Bears. Um, like it, it's like that's not what the sport's about. I mean, you want to look at the Austin Matthews and like the Connor McDavid's, like just that skill and the speed. Like, that's what the sports should be about now. That's the biggest difference between your true hockey fans and your kind of like fly-by-night hockey fans. It's like, you know, the people who are like, yeah, you know, like, I I go to a game, but, you know, it's mostly just to watch, like, the fights. It's just like, bro, come on. It's like, there's so 
Right, exactly. Like go to a boxing match or or you know, just like throw on bum fights or something. Like, I don't know. But it's like the finesse that some of these players have, the like the the skill. I mean, it's hard enough like to put on a pair of skates and try to do anything, right? Like they're like me, just me, like myself, like I don't like if I put on a pair of ice skates, like my ankles would both break in half and I would just be like sliding like a like a beached whale just down this down a, a, a friggin' pond. But it's like watching some of these guys not only be able to like essentially get on the ice and just dominate, you know, in terms of, you know, stick handling and in terms of, you know, being able to, to call plays and stuff, but just like to be on the ice as if it's like completely second nature, like that to me is something that sets hockey apart from everything else because football, baseball, basketball, like, yeah, they're fun to watch. Yeah, they're great. But like, bro, you're just putting on a pair of sneakers or a pair of cleats. Like you don't have to like learn how to move a completely different way than human beings move to just play this sport at its basest form. But then you've got your Connor McDavid's, you know, your, your guys that are just like absolutely astonishing. And it just, is one of the reasons why I love the sport so much. It's just like you, you, you can't imagine all of the, the time and effort it takes. Well, I mean, you can being that, you know, you've obviously played since you're little, but like, that's the whole idea. And like, that's what makes hockey awesome to, to me is just knowing that these guys are like doing these superhuman things is just unbelievable. It's, it's just a sport that was always, I mean, I, and I tried like, you know, the soccer's the footballs and that, but like, hockey was always the one that just like, no, I'm sticking with this. And, you know, just seeing like any, anything now, like just, just, like, just knowing that the skill was there. Like, even when I was a kid, man, like, like what a time to see players like, you know, Eric Lindros, Pavel Bure, you know, yeah, man. dude, Peter Bonder, shout out to Pivo. Like, <laughs> like it's either, there's just like all the skill, like, you know, Yager, like he's going to be playing like, when DeLoreans are actually invented. Yeah. You know, he'll still be playing. Oh, I yeah. don't think he's done the NHL. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's just such... It, you saw that skill, and you saw the direction the league was going. Yep. And I just want to see... I want to see more of it, man. Like, it's so much fun to, like, to see how players can develop. Like, even, like, who would, who would do the thought nowadays that David Pasternak would, was... What was he? 27th overall? Oh, like this is not the stats podcast, dude. <laughs> like <I> just <laughs> but like just to think about that. Like you you just never know what you're gonna get in a draft. Like and it's it's so much fun to see these kids elevating the game to what it yep. is and like be so passionate about it. And it just it's everything you love about it. Connor McDavid is like, like that like nobody nobody can there's not a bad thing you could say about the dude, but the best thing you can say is say is that kid on skates. Yep. Yeah. No words. Yeah. No words oh yeah. There. Now, Mike, you, you know, I, I guess we didn't get the, the time frame, but were you still like in the DMV area when the caps went on their Stanley cup run? I was not, oh. um, I, but it was, I, I can say for sure. I was watching every step of the way. Um, and it meant just as much. Uh, like, I, it would have been, you know, cool to, you know, be up there. But, like, wherever I was, I was going to embrace that moment as I waited a long time for it. 
Um, and I'm very fortunate that it even happened in my lifetime. And as much as any Pens fan could talk all the shit they want, I'm sure, you know, winning those like three cups with Sid, you know, it was nice. But dude, seeing like that perseverance from Ovi and seeing him finally lift it, I was worth everything. Oh, even even like as an outsider looking in, I loved every second of Ovechkin winning that cup. And he was like a seven year old winning the cup. Like he was you could tell that he he wanted that so bad and sometimes you don't, you don't get that same feeling like when the captain gets the cup for the first time like i felt it when he got that though hearing the team chant ovi like that is like that just showed the respect that they had from like as soon as barry trotz like came to to dc and he was like he he the to say he's uncoachable is is just incorrect. Like he's one of the most coachable players I've ever met. And Alex Alex Ovechkin wanted to win the cup. And they did it. You know, that helped solidify not just Ovi's legacy, but think about the list of Barry Trotz. His number of wins. Like his efforts. And he finally got that cup. Like he was with the Preds since they were an expansion team, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he and, was very early on, if not from like day one. Yeah, and like just to see both of them have that moment. And even like the reason I'm a goaltender, Ole Colsey, you know, he said when Ovi handed him the cup, that's when he knew that Ovi got it. That he knew that why he was pushing for the cup wasn't just him, wasn't just the team behind him, but it was the alumni in the city of Washington, D.C. And like just what he, just every sense of him being the athlete he is being the person he is in such a such a funny personality man like oh you know it, seriously it just made that celebration a blast and i'll go on record i don't think anybody's gonna top that until the caps win their second one no no there there really isn't because i'm pretty sure he was drunk for like two weeks straight if not longer and like him going to raising <laughs> yeah like him going to the washington nationals game and just like crushing beers like it was just so fun to watch but i don't want to burst your bubble right after you guys win the cup you guys ship out barry trotz and he's with with our boys now and like barry trotz is a fantastic coach but a lot of people overlook the fact that with barry trotz came most of his coaching staff and especially mitch corn so, like, yep. I know before we started recording, like, I could instantly tell that you were a legit hockey fan because you brought up Mitch Korn. And, like, most people have no idea who their goalie coach is. But Mitch Korn is a goalie coach that most people know because he is, like, legit the goalie guru. Every sense of the term, he is the goalie guru. Yeah. So, like, was that just, like, so hard for you to, to swallow? It was a bummer. Um, I like Trotz a lot. Not I, I look at people that I like the people that I look up to. I look at what they are as how it relates to what I enjoy, but also how they care themselves as people. And Barry Trotz is a wonderful person. Um, See that that's that's what I think is best about Barry Trotz. Like I don't necessarily think that he is like the best X's and O's coach, but players will play better for him because of the type of person he is. 
He's about family. Exactly. Bottom line. And, you know, he it, it, it did stink to see him leave because I, I, I'm a huge Barry Trotz fan. I was before. I still am. I, I personally, if you guys make it to the cup final, I'm going to be, I don't care who you're playing, I'm cheering because I love Trotz. Mitch Gordon is just just such a fantastic coach and you know i i i want to see i want to see them successful and it, it's it's a good group of kids man like barzy's just such a fun dynamic player to watch oh yeah like, it and it i i want to see and i think that one of the best things about trots is he makes sure that he has the right pieces he ensures that he has the right pieces so I, I'm interested to see what else you guys bring in. And that's not just like free agency. That's in the future of drafting because I think he's pretty damn good at that. All right. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. You know, I, I, I'm one of those people that actually wants to see Josh Bailey raise the Stanley Cup in blue and orange. Like that means a lot to me as an Islander fan, like especially since 91 left. Like, yeah, you know, Josh Bailey had the opportunity to go to another team and make more money. And he took, you know, a team friendly deal. Like he, he's, he's going to retire an Islander unless like a trade happens. And I really, really just hope that he, he figures out a way to, to get the cup. Cause he, he, he took a lot of crap from our fan base. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's a solid player and with JT leaving, I understand, you know, I mean, I think that I understand why Isles fans are bummed too, but, I mean, a kid has a chance to play for his childhood team. Um, although, with all due respect, they're going to, two years, they're done. That cap, like, you put $40 million in, you know. Oh, the window's, the window's closing on them quickly. That mm-hmm. window's being, like, boarded up. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that's, that's just a lot of money. And then, like, if, I mean, it's going to be hard to have a fire sale on some of those contracts, man. Um, I mean, it's it stinks though because you want to see players successful. Like you look at a guy like Lundqvist, and you're like, "Damn, I want to see that dude win a cup." I'm sure you guys might feel differently, but like, dude, I love Hank. He's a, he's a great goalie, but he's he's very loyal too, and um, I respect that for sure. So I guess I have a question from like one displaced fan to another displaced fan, and like a lot of times where I get to see the Islanders these days is actually on the road, like. I was in Washington, D.C. when Barry Trotz made his return. Like, that's where I, I watched the Islanders last year. And, that like, and you know, we, we just actually were down in Tampa before the pandemic broke out to watch the Islanders. And, like, the amount of Islander fans that were in the building was absolutely, like, mind-numbing. So, like, have you had the opportunity to, to catch the Caps down in Florida yet? Oh, for sure. Um, definitely people were nicer after we won the cup, but like, um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's such a transplant area. And I mean, you're going to get a a good mixed bag, but yeah, especially from like, you know, up North, uh, a lot of, there's a lot of people that, you know, um, snowbird or, you know, moved down from, uh, New York. And I mean, if you're going to a Rangers game or Isles game, you're definitely going to be pretty outnumbered, but. I mean, you can just wear a home jersey and you'll be Gucci because it'll blend in. <laughs> oh, so, so like you don't see as many Capital fans down there as you would think? Oh, sorry. I was saying more for like uh, New York because if you just wear blue, you're good. But Caps, like, yeah. you'll see usually we know what section we want. 
and you'll see that section like behind wherever the caps are shooting twice that game, like just rocking the red. Yeah. And I would imagine, especially in sunrise where tickets are like cheaper than water. I still need to, I haven't been to a game there yet. I've been to quite a few at Tampa, but I still need to make it to sunrise. Yeah. Same here. I, I definitely want to experience that. I hear they're fun though. It's, I hear they're, they're, they're still a good game. And, um, Exactly. Like you said, quite affordable. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> cool. So um, I guess we can go back to a little of, you know, some, some more out of time questions and, and just kind of transition away from hockey for the, for the, for the moment. So um, I know that before the pandemic broke out, you guys were the Orlando winners of the Bayside, like battle of the bands contest, right? Yep. Did you have the opportunity to play that show or was it unfortunately canceled? Oh, we got to play that. That was um, luckily back in November. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah. So that was really cool. So tell us about that experience because I know that like Bayside had the purest, purest intentions and like that's, that's a band that gets it. Like they've made it. They're like a veteran band at this point. And like that whole battle of the bands contest was just like, the cool, you know, as an older guy, I thought that was such a cool thing for them to do as an experienced band. And then, like, they got wind that all these bands were, like, cheating across the country. And yeah. they, like, had to end it, right? Well, they ended it early. Okay. Um. So what they did is they went through, they got rid of every band that was cheating. They didn't remove them from it, uh, I assume, just to not call people out. Um, yeah. But they ended it early. Um, we even got accused of cheating, not by Bayside, but of a band that was a runner up in this. Um, and like, we were like, dudes, like, we're doing this honestly, man. Like, we're sharing it. If you haven't seen, we like, we, our, our guitarist is just like a meme lord and he has this really funny book, <laughs> Crowd of Time memes that he'll share. And like, they were really, they were really like talking a lot of like, they're saying not so nice, so nice things about us. And then, so we reached out, we're like, hey guys, what's up? Like, try to have a conversation with their friend that's, like, perpetuating a lot of it. And then we were like, dude, this is all legit. And we would never do anything. I mean, if we did, like I said, I would have. I'm all about being, I'm honest, like, almost to a fault with this stuff. Like, I I, want to make sure if we win it, it's fair and square. If we don't, I don't give a shit if we won or not. Everything's done with honesty and integrity. And they we got accused of cheating because our guitarist is um, a uh, like, we work at the same company and he's a, a team manager of like 15 people. And he sent an email to them to those 15 people to vote for us. And we told that to this dude and they seemed to understand. And then <laughs> like said, Hey, like they cheated because they sent an email at work. And it's like, well, isn't oh, that man. what the whole contest was to share it with your friends and people, you know, like, that doesn't really make Yeah, that's we and the thing is like we didn't try to like feed into it. This is actually the first this is the first time I've anybody from the band has ever openly talked about it. Um and it, it just it did stink, man. It made you feel bad because like we knew we were being honest about it and we all grew up on Bayside. We all loved Bayside. Um and you know that it definitely did hurt. But like we we ended up winning. We know we won it fair and square, and we know that a lot of our friends had our backs. You know, not just in that situation, but voting for us, like daily voting for us. 
like that know us as people and wanted us to win. And that like, I think that spoke volumes of the people around us and it, it felt cool. I mean, it's great to have that support from those people that care about you and know you. Yeah. Yeah. Screw that band that totally tried to take that away. <laughs> Sorry from about you guys. the tangent guys. I, I didn't mean about like to, no, <laughs> no. Like when, when I, when I heard like, Oh, there was people cheating. I, I figured that like they were talking about like bands paying like, social media bots or whatever to like just go and cast votes oh, they did. there was one band that uh we woke up i woke up to all these calls and texts and like dude how are you guys losing in like four hours i'm like what are you talking about like hey i don't really care but like what's up and then it was like a band had gotten ten thousand votes in a span of four hours from like india and whatever and we we're like ah oh, i get what you mean that does yeah. kind of suck so like it's like that I'll, that at that point yeah but like, like it's gonna take care of itself basically i wasn't thinking like like bands were cheating because they shared it on social media or or like told their grandma to vote like i figured that's <laughs> what people were doing like I, I that's what i thought the whole contest was it was one band and like nothing really even like worry about but it still got to us i mean it sucks to say it got to us but like we're like i said we're just bunch of like chill dudes that have played music for a long time and want to just continue enjoying to do it and you know we we just well that's one of our favorite bands so we we wanted to embrace that and like i felt like something that brought us a lot of joy was being undermined and it's like we're still going to enjoy ourselves and we had a blast all right yeah so let's talk about the good things yeah exactly nick from bayside phenomenal person yeah so did you guys rock your hockey jerseys to that show? Uh, we didn't, but I did wear oh my, my violence. Oh, my God. What a missed opportunity. <laughs> they came in two days late. That's the story. <laughs> oh, man. Like, you and Nick would have been best friends. We, we, talk, we talked like a, like a smidgen, but I didn't want to, like, fanboy too much. I was just trying to, like, not lose my shit because I knew <laughs> he was a hockey fan. And he is in, like, one of, like, our favorite bands. But I'm like, I can't, like, I don't want to, like, get too much into it. But Oh, he would have loved hey, it, man. Hey, maybe one day our paths will cross again, and we'll be able to chat. Um, I know he got to talk a lot about Star Wars with our bassist. And- yes, he that, that so he's been on our podcast, and that's one thing he said. He's like, I will talk hockey and Star Wars any day of the week. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was because I was wearing my Violent Gents of Washington shirt. Maybe he's not a Caps fan. But- yeah, the... Dude, you should have talked to me before you played that show. (laughs) I could have gave you all the pointers. You would have been signed to, well, they're not on victory anymore. What are they on? Hopeless? Uh, Is it hopeless or fearless? I I don't, it's it's probably hopeless. Yeah, I think think they, I I think they've been on like literally every independent label at this point. (laughs) Weren't on drive-thru though. They weren't. They wouldn't have really. They did. I remember they did actually, I, I saw them with Newfound Glory on the Not Without a Fight tour instead of going to my senior prom. Um, and <laughs> I, I regret nothing. That was a fucking beautiful tour. It sucked. Shy Hulud had to drop, but Trapped Under Ice ended up opening, so it was all good. Uh, um, T.Y. Till I Die. Dude, Trapped Under Ice set your goals, Bayside, and Newfound Glory. It was amazing. But I remember they were like, we got our name from going to see Newfound Glory to give them a demo at one of their shows. We drove past a sign that said Bayside. We wrote it on the CD and we gave it to them, and that's how it stuck. Wow. Now I thought that was so cool. Now. Let's let's go back to that show because you guys also played with Capstan, right? Uh, no. Or were they, they not uh, on they, those dates? Uh, they were on. They hopped on after that. 
Oh, man. Because th- those guys are from Orlando, too, right? Yeah, they're, dude, in- incredible musicians. Like, their guitar work, man, is out of this world. Yeah. Oh, man, that would have been, like, the stars aligned if they were also on that day because, you know, Boz is a huge Detroit Red Wings fan. I I think Anthony's also a big Red Wings fan. Like, you guys could have just all in the green room just been talking hockey the whole time. Oh, I'd love that. Hey, uh, when maybe when all the craziness calms down, we'll have uh, Bayside Caps in at a time. All right, you heard it uh, here yeah, first. The road, <laughs> right? I'm just gonna put that out in the universe. Why not? Right? Yeah, you got him. You got to shoot your shit, man. That's what Hammer yeah. taught us. Now, was that show heavily attended? Was that probably the bigger show that Out of Time has played? Yeah, I, I definitely say so. Um, and it was really cool to see like some peeps are like, dude, I didn't even know that local bands around here sounded like you guys. I want to check you out more. Well, so, that. that- that's another thing that like was so good about this contest because like exactly a lot of times like you know i still go to shows all the time and you know i hate to say it like a lot of times the local bands are pretty terrible but like by doing this contest they're getting the cream of the crop of the local bands and like you're actually going to have a good local opening act yeah it's it it was so cool them to do that like it it stinks like and i and i would say personally i would never do that again <laughs> just because it was such a headache from just nonsense yeah um and it really shouldn't feel like that but bayside wanted to do something wonderful and they and at the end of the day they did they gave an opportunity for however many cities that tour was for that many bands to have a dream come true and that says so much about them as a band and I, I, I would, I'd love to see more people do that just without the toxicity. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and, you know, I think that, you know, the, the one thing I can, I can confidently say about you guys is that, you know, as your, your band grows, as you guys put more music out, I mean, with the, you know, with the quality of the, of the music and content you guys are putting out, I mean, like, you're not going to have to like be a, you know, be in a battle of the bands to like get the opportunity to open and go on tours. Like your, your music is going to, is, is already speaking for itself. And, you know, obviously when, when we get the full length from you guys, I'm positive that that's going to speak for itself. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're going to be on the other end of the stick where, you know, people are going to be clamoring to, you know, get you, you know, in the van and back out there. So, you know, I'm of that, I'm sure. I mean, you know, a band like you guys, I mean, you can only go under the radar for so long until someone finally is like, yo, these guys rip. We, we need to make sure they're ripping in Montana and Nevada and California and, you know, all these other places. So, you know, obviously we've got high hopes for you guys, but I'm sure like you guys even know, like, you know, being in a band, you know, humility and everything is, is really important. But at the same time, like, you know, you know, like you love what you're doing when you can listen back to a track in the studio and be like, shit man we're good and and i'm and i'm sure that even even though you may not want to say that out loud like i'm sure you know i'm sure you know that you guys you guys rip so keep ripping i appreciate the kind of words man <laughs> i just not i like i mean i wish i had a lot more to say and usually i would but that's i don't know that, that definitely means a lot so thank you guys dude you absolutely know. man absolutely we have, and we have a lot of fun writing these songs and you know people like you guys that you know, it reminds you of those vibes. Like that's why we want to keep doing it. Even if it's for five people, 500 people, I don't 
I mean, as long as I just, I wanted to be that nostalgia for somebody. Sure. If that makes sense. No, that absolutely does make sense, man. And uh, with that being said, uh, one last question and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. So growing up, you know, a Caps fan, obviously, you know, you, you told me you, your dog's name is, is Oli, you're named after, you know, Olaf Kolzig. And so I just want to know your all time favorite capital. Who is it? I'm still going to go with Oli the goalie, man. All um, right. I'll still like that, dude, what Ovechkin did for the DMV area. Yeah. Uh, it, it speaks volumes. There's stats out there that'll show that ice hockey is growing faster in the DC area than in any other area. And that, I mean, just the OV effect has just been, I, I can't tell you when, I mean, luckily I didn't have a problem picking 37 as my number, like, cause everybody else wanted eight. I'm like, yeah, well, this yep. is easy for me. Like, <laughs> um, I, I, I loved Ole Kolzig because it, just on the just as he was as a goalie was just so so much fun to watch and he had Godzilla on his mask it was so yeah, right and then you and then you get to see him as a person I met him one time in my life and that was I was nine years old at a um at a Washington Capitals like fan day completely starstruck like handed him a pennant and I said you're my favorite player and he said thanks man and that was it I was legit starstruck, but seeing what he does for all the, like his son Carson is autistic and Mm -hmm. he's made himself so available to families and the community and has just been such a powerhouse still, like for autism awareness and just really down to earth, good person. Like he'll still wish Oli, my dog, a a happy birthday on Oli's Instagram every year (laughs) on April 1st. He'll, he'll wish, uh, he'll wish my boy here, uh, a happy birthday. So it's cool to see like that type of interaction Absolutely. from him. Yeah. Uh, it's just a good person, man. And I, and that's like, I feel like that's such an important role model. And I think I, I was very blessed to have somebody like that to look up to. Um, that's a true, true role model, like on and off the ice, like that shows you like, Hey, this is how you carry yourself as a hockey player. And this is how you carry yourself as a human being. Awesome. So that's man. Why I'll stand by that. <laughs> And, and as you should, and I mean, that couldn't have, couldn't have had a better way to, to lead us out, man. Um, so I, I really love that, man. So it, dude, it's been such uh, a pleasure getting to chat with you, uh, you know, about hockey out of time, man. Like I said, you know, I, I wish you guys all the best. Although, like I said, I don't really feel that you need my wishes because I think you guys are killing it. And I think you guys are going to continue to kill it. Um, you know, obviously me being from your neck of the woods, man, I, I, I'll make sure get your information when all of this, uh, you know, nasty stuff in the world starts to calm down and we can be safe. We got to go grab a beer together, maybe catch a solar bears game. I'd love to, man. Go um, to a beer league game, brother. I play right down the street from you and Maitland. Come, uh, dude, come cheer on the Orlando Kraken and, uh, we'll, all right, uh, man. we'll have a beer, I, um, safely in the, in the parking lot. Hell yeah, man. I, I, I will, I will absolutely take you up on that. I certainly will. So like I said, for, for me, and I know I speak for Mikey, um, we're, we're really pumped on what you guys got coming up. And, uh, you know, like I said, hopefully when shows happen, happen again, you guys get right back on track and keep killing it. So, uh, you know, all the love, man, we appreciate you taking the time to be on here and, uh, um, for any final words, Mikey, or or are you, or, or did I take them from your mouth? Uh, screw Dale Hunter. Okay. 
Well, oh, it's my big brother's favorite player, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have this nice little sign off and then screw <laughs> Dale Hunter. The thing is, though, I get it. I know the I know the hit that he's talking about. So I yeah, yeah, of course, I of course. Exactly I mean, it, what he's talking it, about, and it was a gnarly hit, man. It was, you know, it changed, honestly, changed the course of of the franchise. Of Islanders hockey. I'll leave it on the <laughs> note that you guys also, as Capital fans, need to get your own chant. Stop stealing the Jets chant, dude. The Jets. All right, so the Jets had went away, and yeah, because Fireman Ed went away. Hey man, uh, you can't just know, man, steal another fan fan base's <laughs> chant. Like the Jets are known for that. That like it's so much easier to just go. Let's go Caps. Like why do you have to do the C A P S Caps Caps Caps? Like that's that, kind of. I, mean, I just I just came to the show and it was like that, so I conformed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and 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 for what it's worth, like we're we're talking about like. That started with like the the New York Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not like the Winnipeg Jets. I'm talking and about like, like oh, the. Oh, you are talking about the New York Jets. Okay, so and, and let's just be honest here. The New York Jets are an absolutely terrible football team. So if the Caps want to take it, go for it. Make the Jets figure out something else because uh, those Jets chants aren't working. They're not because they're still terrible. So maybe the Jets need to figure out something uh, a little bit better, and the Caps can take that. You have it, take it because. The Jets at this Appreciate point, they need, to, they need to like have like some witch shaman magic chant to make themselves better at football. Because right now, the biggest thing the Jets have done in like the past ten years was the Mark Sanchez butt fumble. So let's be real, okay? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! On this that- is awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I don't know if you guys ever have repeats or if, or if you'd ever want to talk to me again after this. But dude, if you ever want to have me again. I am all fucking for it. This has been a blast. I really appreciate let's, it, guys. Let's let's do it, man. I would love that. Mike, you would love that. It's been such a blast, man. Best to you. Uh, best to uh, Oli the puppy. Best to the lady. And uh, you have a great rest of your evening. All right, my friend? Hey, thank hey. you guys so much. You got it, man. Hey, much love to you both. Peace.
We're back. We were just chatting with Mike from Out of Time. It was totally awesome, man. So great to have him on. Um, again, just in case you were wondering where you need to get the best acoustics, it's in your closet in Florida. So trust me on that one. If you want to get real crisp clarity, if you want to start your own uh, audio book franchise, do it from a closet. Come on, Dodo. <laughs> But, uh, dude, uh, Mike is awesome. Uh, we'd love to have him back on again. He was a blast to chat with. What I really want to know is, are you about to be a huge Orlando Solar Bears fan? Oh, I mean, like, as soon as they're back playing at Amway, I'm definitely 100% going to go to at least a, one game. But, uh, you know, from everything I've heard about it, from all of the hype, from all the hype even in Central Florida about people who like the Solar Bears, man, I'm down. I'm totally down. Uh, you know, I, I know tickets are relatively inexpensive, too, and Amway is just, you know, six exits on uh, on I-4 away from me. So, I mean, you know, now, sky's the limit there. Is Amway on, like, the Disney grounds or on Universal no, Am grounds? or no, Amway, Amway is, is on neither of those grounds. Amway is in Orlando. It's right around the downtown Orlando area, uh, right off of the highway. Uh, but no, no, I mean, like, it's still about probably 20 minutes, 20, probably 20 minutes from Universal and 30, 35 from Disney. Okay. Yeah, so the, now, the, obviously, the, the, the worldwide of sports complex, uh, that is in Disney. And, you know, that's where... Uh, you know, the NBA is doing their whole bubble thing. Um, oh, and but, speaking uh, Amway, of which, yeah, I, I've heard that there's been, like, multiple anonymous tips that NBA players have already been breaking, like, their curfew and, like, busting out of the bubble. <laughs> I mean, like, look, I, I don't, I can't blame, like, those players for that. I mean, I really can. I mean, it's, I know, like, you you know, you want to stay safe and, like, that's, you know, of, of, of you know, paramount importance, but... Dude, I mean, like, imagine just like, you know, telling these these people who, you know, have families and, you know, millions of dollars and are accustomed to a specific type of lifestyle, um, you know, essentially the lifestyle of being a millionaire and being able to kind of get whatever you want. Like, you know, you know, the mentality is like, well, screw this bubble. Like, what are they going to do? Like, they tell me I can't play like it's fine. I got 200 million dollars chilling in the bank. What does it matter to me? So I don't know, man. I, you know. It's such a wild scenario. All of this is just so wild to me. I can't, I, I can't even wrap my head around it sometimes. But here we are, you know, in, in a in a place where we've got hockey in July, where you know everywhere around the country ice melts, and we've got NBA players in a bubble. We've got no sports right now, and Tom Brady is on the Buccaneers. So it's just 2020 is topsy turvy, man. It's Milli Vanilli. It's crazy to me. Well. I'm I'm ready for it, man. I am ready for hockey in July. I'm ready to wear Islanders tank tops and shorts and watch hockey. Actually, I might even watch some of these games from my in-laws pool, like just sit in the pool and watch it outside. There you go, man. I mean, that's, you know, nothing better than that, man. You know, gr grab yourself a, a nice tall glass of, of iced tea. I was gonna. Well, yeah. I mean, kombucha. Do you still? Are you still like on the kombucha train, or have you like kind no, of? No, I am. It's it's. Oh, you still there, dude? Like the ginger lemon health aid kombucha. 
Oh my god! All about it. So good. Well, listen, guys. um, Before we start running into an entire episode about kombucha, uh, I'm going to lead us out because this could get very dangerous very quickly. Um, But here is one thing that I have just decided. I haven't even talked about it with my co-host, but I've made this decision, and this is something that uh, I want to do. So, uh, you know, on the last episode with Hammer, we talked about uh, one of our favorite authors from third grade, and that's Matt Christopher. Uh, He wrote such books uh, such as Hockey Slapshot, Soccer Goal. um, Body Check. Body Check. Um, So here is the idea that I have. And this is going to involve all of you guys, all you listeners getting involved. But I'm going to go ahead and say it now. On our new episode, when this drops, if we get 30 retweets, 30 retweets, I will buy it, the Matt Christopher book, of everyone's choosing and I will go on this podcast bar down breakdown and I will read a page or two or five or 10 or however much you want. I will read it to you guys in my most soothing podcast voice. Dude, I think you should just do Matt Christopher audiobook episode. <laughs> but seriously, I mean it. Get me get me some retweets. You could pick the book. I'll buy it. I'll read it. And uh, you guys could just make fun of me all day long. I will read it with so much gusto and gumption. You, you, you won't even imagine. I will titillate you. I will rock your socks off with how good I read books. So when this episode drops, do me a favor. Listen, subscribe, enjoy, retweet it, get it out there. Because to be honest with you, out of time is dope. We want more people to reach and more people to hear them. And this is what we do, man. We, we want to expose you guys to all this new awesome music and all of this cool hockey perspective that we have. So just do it. Go retweet this episode. I'll read you books. I'll do it. On that note, bardownbreakdown.com. That's where you can find our archived episodes. Go listen to the Bardown Breakdown playlist. We're always adding new music. At BDBD Podcast on Twitter, at Bardown Breakdown on Instagram. Mikey did all these cool things with our Instagram. It's got these links. You click the links, it'll take you right to everything. How cool is that? It's the coolest thing. Guys, I, ladies, what? What are you going to say? I even teach you how to subscribe. And we teach you how to subscribe. So, guys, subscribe, listen, keep it up. Number 23, we totally, totally love you guys for getting us there. And we just want to keep climbing and keep soaring. We love what we do, and we hope you love what we do. And on that note, I bid you adieu. Mikey, get it. All right, Tom. Peace be with you. And also with you.